What if there is a really good way, a really accessible way, a way that um, everyone could understand um, to learn how to code? And that's kind of the idea behind Mimoy. Today, we talked to Johannes Berger. He's the co-founder and CEO of Mimo, an app that helps you learn coding on the go. We talk about why the regular teaching methods don't always work, and he gives some advice on how to set goals in your path to becoming a developer. Hi, Johannes. We are so happy to have you here. How are things with you today? Hi, yeah, thanks very much for the invite. Uh, really happy to be here. And I'm doing very fine. How are you doing? Yeah, we're doing great. Ready to yes, hear good. some experience. And actually, when I found your app on Twitter, I, I found Mimo app on Twitter, I told Deshmer right away that I want to have you on this podcast because it really aligns with our mission to, to make app development accessible to everyone. So we're really excited to get more into it today. And the fact that you make the tech industry more accessible to people uh, by providing fun, affordable way of learning and help millions to take their steps, first steps with programming is just fascinating. So could you tell the listeners how you came up with the idea for MimoWeb? First of all, very glad that you um, like our mission and like what we're doing. I'm yes. really happy to hear that. Um, yeah, so basically the story of Mimo. Uh, started already a long time ago. It, the, um, the first idea, basically, or not the first idea, but maybe the first yeah. um, the first pain point that I had experienced myself learning the code was when I was like 14 or 15 years old. And we had in school back then one class, which was um, an informatics class, but it was only one hour for one semester or so. And in this class, it was mainly, we learned mainly Word, PowerPoint, Excel, and all these like relatively um, quote unquote boring stuff uh, for like 14, 15 year old um, school kids, right? Uh, so mm. this was something that didn't, uh, it wasn't too exciting for me. But it, no. in the end, we, yeah. <laughs> so in the end, we had like, <laughs> we had like uh, two or four weeks or something like that. Um, coding uh, practice. And this was something that really um, was exciting for me. So we we learned like very basic stuff to do. It was like what a variable is, how to declare it and stuff like that. Um, but it got me kind of hooked. And sadly, the class was over after that. Um, and there wasn't a follow-up class. And my school didn't even offer like a voluntary follow-up class or anything like that. So that was literally the only thing um, in the realms of coding that I, um, that I learned in school. So I... I went ahead and like I bought a book um, and started reading it. And um, I really tried to understand it on my own and like learn it on my own, but it was um, kind of a frustrating experience. Um, it was it was boring, it was hard to understand, and reading these books was was kind of overwhelming as well with all the information that I had to absorb. And uh, so sadly after a couple of weeks I, I gave up on it and I I didn't come back for it for a long time. But um, then a couple of years later. Um, so kind of this was the first frustrating um, like contact that I had with coding. So it was was kind of an unpleasant experience. And I thought like I would be done with coding. But then like a um, couple years later when I was in uh, actually in med school, so I uh, went to med school to become a doctor. And, and we had like these kind of crazy exams at the end of every year. So um, med school in, in, uh, in Vienna, I think they changed it now, but at least when I was there, like, um, eight, nine years ago, um, it was a kind of you had uh, one exam per year and you had to learn like two or three months like straight for that because it was kind of everything that you learned in one year um, put into one exam. And after that, you kind of like 
don't know what to do with your time because three months you never saw anyone. You only stood up to study and then fell um, into bed in the evening. And so I was like, <clears throat> excuse me. So in the evening, I uh, uh, so and after after like finishing that first exam, I had so much time on my hand. And I was like, maybe I can come back to coding. And I, I tried that and it was still like a frustrating experience. I, I tried to, to use YouTube videos, I tried to read books again, I tried to use other resources that were available. And I stuck with it. I learned how to code um, this time. But it was still like such a frustrating uh, experience. And then um, also like two or three years later, I started computer science um, on university. Um, and, and there I saw a lot of my colleagues get in touch with coding for the very first time. And for them, it was also a struggle to learn it. And also like how the university taught coding, um, in my opinion, was like not a very good way. And we didn't make use of all the technology that was available mm -hmm. already uh, back then. So these kind of three frustrating experiences um, led me to the thought, what, what if there is a really good way, a really accessible way, a way that um, everyone could understand um, to learn how to code? And that's kind of the idea behind Mnemon. So um, long story short, um, first thing um, we tried out was um, bringing Swift on the iPhone to everyone, which worked really well. And mm -hmm. then um, Nemo was basically the logical next step after that, um, where we said like not only Swift, but other languages um, could be interesting mm -hmm. as well. And we'll um, develop a very easy and accessible way for everyone to, to understand the basics of coding and technology. Yeah, this is this is so interesting for me to hear. I'm I'm wondering, and yeah, it's especially because I think so many of the curriculum that you come across, especially on YouTube, kind of takes the assumption that everybody learns in the same way, which is which is not the case, you know, as you said. Um, exactly. But yeah, yeah, and so how did you kind of um, settle on on this format of of teaching that you have now at on Mimo. Um, so kind of there, there was a process and it's still a process. So we're still evolving, like our concepts still evolve. So whenever we want to tackle a new field, it has to evolve. Um, for example, we are um, working on uh, SQL at the moment, which is a database language um, where you okay. need to show tables and whatnot. And this is something we haven't defined yet. Um, so that's something we are developing right now, for the, for example. So it's not something that is set in stone or not something that we that we say like it's it's done. It's kind of an evolving structure that we have. Um, right. And how, how we do it is like a lot of experiments, a lot of testing. Um, yeah. But yeah. Nice. So why? Um, oh, first of all, I really I really like the the whole mission behind it. And um, especially, you know, the values that you have on um on the about page and you know everything that you've listed until why you kind of created this um this whole program um and i noticed that one of the values that you said on on your website is that we put learners first um so maybe yeah. you could tell tell more about that and um yeah why is that so important in developer education yeah i mean like i think this is this is one of the more crucial things and and we had to learn this the hard way because we we not always did that in the past um, but like uh, a couple years ago, we, we kind of thought like, um, we are building this product for learners. So we should find out what works for them. We should find out how everyone is learning and how everyone is learning differently. And, uh, and to be honest, this is like a path and the journey we are on that we haven't completed yet as well. Mm -hmm. So um, there's so much more to do in, in terms of like personalizing it, making use of the data that everyone puts in, like understanding um, 
what are your strong suits, understanding where you kind of struggle, and then helping you specifically learn that part. I think like that's that's where technology comes in and is so much powerful. And and we are just like starting there, right? So there's so much more that we that we can do and that we should do and that we also will do in the future. Um, but it's kind of um, what's important for us to like come back to your question. Um, it's mm -hmm. that we're building Nemo for our learners. We're building like a tool that it should be accessible and easy to understand and get you mm -hmm. somewhere. We're building that for our learners. We're not building it to um, for ourselves, but we're building it for. Or I mean, some part we do build it for ourselves actually because yeah. we learn with it as well. So I do learn with it on a daily basis, and I learn uh, every day something new that I haven't known before. Um, mm -hmm. which is great because I think like if you're your own um, learners or own users, that is a, a great benefit, of course. Uh, but what I what I wanted to, to say or bring across is that, that our learners are users of the product. So we're building it for them. And it's important that it works for them because we if we don't build a product that works for them, um, why should they use it? Um, mm -hmm. And we want to help them achieve their goals. And that's why it's that's, that's so important for us. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's actually a very good thing that you mentioned that you are building this for learners that's why they are the best ones you know to tell you uh, how they are learning and everything so do you think that this is the hardest part of your product development is to figuring out what users want um yeah maybe i mean like i don't know if I've, i would label it as the hardest part but it's for sure mm -hmm. one of our core challenges that we have mm, because like if you think about how you approach learning, there is so many yeah. different ways. And it also doesn't work the same for everyone, obviously. And this is something that, that I love to change that we will um, work more and more in the future, as I said, um, by becoming way more adaptive to like really your needs as a learner. So if, if you struggle with like a specific concept, for example, then it should be our job to help you really understand that concept. But for someone else, maybe for this person, they are like really um, confident in that or they're like really secure with that topic. So maybe they don't need to like um, repeat that um, stuff that often. Um, and then mm. it also comes to like different how you learn, like different methods that you want to, that you want mm. to use. So um, I'm aware and we're aware of that. Our product is not obviously working for everyone, but um, we we want um, it to be as as accessible as possible and and include also other ways of of learning you know, for for different types of learners right? Um, right but in but in the end it's it's kind of a journey that we are on as a startup it's it's um, one of the most important things that I always um, say and preach is like focus so we need to focus on one step of the the other and one um, basically um, yeah feature that we want to develop track that we want to put out so we can't do everything at once um but we we know that we want to go there and we know we're heading that direction right right yeah that's super cool um and i think well what do you think is then like uh one of the hardest parts about about learning all of this especially for non-tech people and i'll i'll use myself as an example because for like when i'm reading technical documentation it's just it's such a grueling process for me because it's like okay so first you need to take this and this and it's just all kind of assuming that i know what all of the words mean and, and i really yeah. don't so it's like this really annoying process of okay i read a sentence and then i basically have to google like five words out of that whole sentence <laughs> in order to move on to the next sentence so at least for me a lot of it is like just a language barrier and then you know maybe i don't know if you could think of something else like uh is it like 
you know, the way that people think? Is it, you know, problem solving? Um, or what do you see as kind of the, the biggest barriers? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can still relate to what you just said. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> reading um, documentation or also like, um, quote unquote, tutorials, because I don't think most yeah. of them um, that I, I refer to are real tutorials for like, um, learners are like, sometimes like phrased in a way that it almost feels like the author um, wants to impress their readers by like using yeah. a lot of like special terms oh, yes. and whatnot. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of tricky. I, I totally feel that. And I, I kind of struggle with that as well myself, of course. Um, but um, what's important for a learner so, um, is that, first of all, breaking stuff down to a simpler level and Things are, if you if you look at them step by step or like block, building block by building block, are not that complicated. What makes them complicated is that there are so many different concepts that you all have to put together and understand like the, um, the relationship between all of these concepts to really build something um, with coding, right? But like mm -hmm. you can kind of break it um, down to easy to di or easy digestible steps. And that's what we're doing with Mimo. And the other part is, yeah. is also repetition and um, doing something over and over because that's just how we how we um, humans learn, right? So we have to, yeah. we forget that's a natural process and it's like a very useful process as well, right? Um, but if mm -hmm. you want to learn something, you want something that should stick, it's kind of um, not so useful. So we have to work around it uh, with repetition. And mm. um, yeah, I mean, like these two things, I think, um, I mean, besides a lot of other different stuff that we do, but these are kind of the yeah. core things. And I have like this um, story of one of our learners that I uh, learned um, the other day, which is really fascinating. So one of our learners, um, so he was on, on Udemy and some other platforms before he, I think it was mm -hmm. Udemy, Udacity and something else as well. So a couple platforms that he used, which are all like great tools. But the problem with that is most of their courses are built um, maybe like uh, on purpose or maybe uh, because they're not like not as well designed, but like yeah. um, for um, professional developers. So if you know something before, you can easily jump on them. And that's also what I do. That's also what others at our company do. We, we love the, to use these platforms, but you need kind of, and this is kind of coming back to what you said earlier with like the terminology and stuff like that. Um, these yeah. tutorials, they make sense for someone who is a developer already to like quickly go through something. But for, for this learner, for, from our, uh, for us, um, he kind of um, went through that. He built a whole game in C++, a working game. He built kind of a small basic engine. He built like the levels and whatnot. And he had a game at the end after a couple wow. of hours going through that course. Wow. Since, but since, I mean, it's pretty cool but since yeah. he um didn't um, he was a beginner and he didn't understand the basic concepts oh. he he kind of still wasn't able to replicate anything of that by by himself so when he came to us um he understood kind of the concepts and one of the um sentences that he said to me when uh, i was in an interview with him the other day and uh, he said like a boolean which is a concept of like true or false so it's kind of um, um mm is a value that could be either true or false and based on that value right. you can you can steer the the program in different direction and he he used that obviously for the game development but he didn't understand what it was actually and so he said like now after using memo for a couple of days i understand what the boolean is it's like a very simple concept it can be either true or false easy but he didn't get that even after like building a whole <laughs> game and 
I'm 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 telling this story not to like say that Udemy or Destiny or like MOOCs or like or like online yeah, platforms are bad because I think they are great, but like mm -hmm. the audience that these courses are written for um, is like our or like the audiences that the authors had in mind are mostly developers. So if you're coming with a fresh or new perspective to coding, um, it's really hard um, to start or get into coding with like um, mm -hmm. these general purpose tutorials. That's um, what um what we tried to like really change with Mimo to break down the entrance barriers and make um yeah make Mimo like the, the best way to get into coding, yeah. coding make it as accessible as possible for everyone. Exactly. That's what I wanted to tell you actually that uh I've done I think I went into HTML intermediate <laughs> at the, I, I am there at the moment. And <laughs> what I was finding hard uh, at the beginning to just initially understand the structure right of how the tags yeah. are and where is the end where is the beginning which one is the empty tag so yeah that application memo actually does a really good job on structuring and as you mentioned the part where you just need to remember and do repetitive tasks so i yeah it's it's amazing honestly glad to hear that <laughs> And and also be I think that kind of uh, hits hits home perfectly the point that uh, sometimes you actually need to do it or work with the concepts yourself in order to understand it. Um, like this person that you that you told the story of because yeah, like for me, uh, I think when I first started uh, my job, like I had to read the definition of of API like ten times, but it still didn't really make sense until yeah. I kind of started like playing with APIs and, you know, reading the, the definitions, like it doesn't quite sink in or, or absorb in, mm -hmm. in the way that you will fully understand it and be able to use it um, until you do it actually. So. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, and that's mm -hmm. why we also like put so much uh, emphasis on, on doing, learning by doing. Exactly. Yeah, right. that's great. Um, yeah, that's a good story also because, um, uh, yeah, Boleyn is also one of those things that we also had on um, on the AppGyver platform. And uh, I asked a friend who's a service designer to kind of take a look at the platform and give some thoughts. And she said, you know, as, as soon as she saw the word Boleyn, she got turned off and had to and had to turn off the screen because, you know, I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> It's kind of intimidating. And then, yeah, later, eventually, we did change um, the Boolean term to, to true or false, which I, I think is more a bit friendlier to, to yeah. non-tech people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, now that you mentioned one of your users, I was kind of wondering, I was kind of curious, uh, what kind of people are using Mimo at the moment? Um, what, what are their professional backgrounds? Do you kind of have a sense of what kind of people you're getting, what kind of students you're having at the moment? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, in general, we see um, our learners coming from all over the world. Um, we also mm -hmm. see like uh, a huge span in like age. Um, so like starting at like eight, nine, ten are the youngest learners. Um, I think like that's a little bit early, uh, but like um, where it really starts is like 12, 13, 14. This is like, I think, a good age to, to get started mm -hmm. with Nemo. Um, given um, that you're like mm -hmm. a native speaker in English, because at the moment we only uh, offer um, our courses in English, which could be for other um, kids and teenagers like an additional hurdle at the moment, mm -hmm. which will change in the future. Uh, but that's kind of the youngest that we have. And, and then it goes up to uh, 65, 70, mm -hmm. like 75, uh, I guess, are kind of our oldest mm -hmm. learners. Um, mm. and, and everything in between, but like our core um, learners, core users, core audiences uh, between like 25, 35. Um, a lot of them um, do work as um, 
uh, have a job um, to work full time. Most of them don't work as developers. Um, mm -hmm. So we also see like that for um, a lot of our core learners and our, our core audience does want, uh, they do want to learn um, coding because they want to use it in their current job. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't want to change jobs or change professions to become a developer. But on the other side, we also see a lot of our learners who want to become a developer. So there's kind of a split that we that we see as well. Um, yeah, and I mean, of course, we do have like right. a bunch of, uh, of learners as well who want to do it just for fun or like play around with it, get a feeling for it. But uh, very typical use cases are like a product manager um, who wants to work closer with their developers, for example, or understand what they're saying. Um, or like mm. a marketeer who wants to like do some small changes with HTML, CSS, and email, so landing pages themselves. Um, so this is kind of just to to make work faster um, and to have more more autonomy and um, at their jobs. This is kind of a very um, often heard reason why people um, learn coding with us. And as I said, on the other side, obviously to to become a developer, this is also like one of the uh, main reasons people um, start using Nemo. Um, that's great. Um, have you gotten some some feedback or kind of heard maybe some person's progress of of going through all of the, I guess the steps and uh, yeah, what kind of things have they been saying about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's kind of what we what we're listening all the time um, to, and that's mm. kind of what we also have that we put out learners first. Um, so, like ingrained in the company. Uh, because we want to hear their feedback. We want to build like their product for them, right? And so mm. what we hear most of the time is that, that Nemo is actually really the first platform for them where they understand um, coding and where they understand all these concepts. Like the, the learned interview that I uh, mentioned before is a very typical example of uh, how our first-time coders um, react to, to our curriculum. Well, nice. Okay. And actually, I think this is some quality content. So maybe to wrap up, uh, you mentioned that you have plans of expanding your content topics, adding new languages. Maybe there's something else that we should know. Uh, like, what are you the most excited about? Um, I'm excited about a lot of stuff. I don't know if, if there's anything <laughs> I'm the most excited at the moment. Um, <laughs> But but I'm really excited for the next year because like we will um, we will extend our curriculum um, a lot so that yeah. we really cover um, basically from knowing nothing to being able oh. to get a job in tech um, for the very first time that we cover basically all the steps um, which we'll do next year which is um, something really cool so I think like at this point you will still like need some additional resources um, to actually become a developer um, but we will at least um, have like a, a very clear path. To guide you through um, your first steps to there and then also after that we'll um, make sure that there are no other additional resources needed that we provide all of that but this is a lot of stuff that we need to tackle so this will take still some some more time but um, tackling kind of the fur the full journey from starting to becoming a developer this is this is an amazing step for us and i'm really excited for that yeah nice uh, good concrete solution for for people that's great yeah exactly i think that's that's something what we we still hear from our learners that they kind of struggle if they want to become developers um to see like a full like path and that's what we want to provide them basically so they don't need to like um pick it from a lot of different sources to like yeah fulfill all the needs but um we will be the the, the only source they need in the end and like really guide yeah. them Okay, we will be looking forward to it, of course. I don't know, Eshma, do you have something additional to add? 
Um, yeah, I guess we can, uh, maybe if now that we're talking about like, you know, concrete steps for people, um, so would you, I obviously get Mimo is the, <laughs> the obvious answer to this question, but do you have other kind of, um, maybe a bit more, uh, just general advice, uh, pieces of advice for people who are trying to become developers? Yeah, I think like something that's, that's very important, um, when you be want to become a developer or when it comes to that reaching any goal that is like, um, not like a short-term goal, um, you have to have, um, I think very clear, um, a very clear goal and a very clear road to that. And that's also why I said like, it's so important for us and for our learners to like paint that, that very clear goal, mm -hmm. um, from, from wherever you are to like become a developer and get your first job. Um, so that is important, but on the other side, I think um, what's also important, and that's also something that we that we do with Mimo, is to break like these bigger goals that are super important down to like smaller goals, and then further down to like um, developing kind of a habit of learning or like striving towards that goal. And it's it needs to be like kind of a right balance of um, motivating. Um, like short-term stuff that you can kind of finish um, in like five or 10 minute sessions, such as um, a MIMO session, or maybe a half an hour on a day then where you want to invest a little bit more time to like conquer um, a concept, really understand it, or build something yourself that you mm, want mm -hmm. to build. Um, and on the other side, you need still, you still need to have this guiding light where you want to move. Um, and then if you're like, um, and then and have these checks if you're still moving into the right direction. Um, because if you if you don't have like this this guiding light where you like this bigger goal, this dream that you want to work towards, um, then um, wandering around and like doing a lot of different um, things that don't lead you in the right direction is a danger. Um, and on the yeah. other side, if you only have this guiding light and this big dream, um, it's hard to be motivated because like the steps that you take um, on a daily basis, they're so little um, compared um, to where you want to be, right? So you need to make sure you have like these short-term goals and you need to make sure that you make learning a habit. Otherwise, it's, it's really tough to, to mm. stay on, on track in the end. So I think it's kind of a combination yeah. between these two, two things. And um, with Mimo, as I said, like we try, or we, we don't not only try, but we provide both. So we have like this path that's, that's really giving you a good idea where you will, where will you, uh, where you will go. Uh, and on the other side will uh, motivate um, and give you a good idea of what's achievable in the next day, what's achievable in the next week um, and, and make learning a habit with, for you or like help you make learning a habit. Sounds good. Yeah. Those are all really great pieces of advice. Uh, thank you, Johannes, for sharing your insights. I know that Memo app in 2021 will, will grow and yeah, we wish you a great day. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, thanks and goodbye.